All right. Welcome to Open Door Policy Live, our first ever live show at a Catholic school. And this is our podcast, Open Door Policy. Each week, each time we gather, we sit down with different people in the Archdiocese of Detroit who are unleashing the gospel to hear how God is working in their lives. And we're really happy to be here with Grant and Maggie at Bishop Foley Catholic High School. Welcome, Grant and Maggie. And as always, we have Danielle Center, the real star of Open Door oh, wow. Policy wow, with wow, us. Wow, so, wow, wow, wow. Danielle, how's the Lord been working in your life? Super. God is so good. Um, and thankfully, I was able to go to Mass this morning. So it's always just a huge grace to um, receive Jesus. What about you? Anything awesome? Yeah, what has been awesome, I was at a uh, conference for youth ministry hey. uh, recently, and we played a, a real fun game called family feud about how different <laughs> youth ministers interact and, and their concerns and their thoughts. And that was a ton of fun and uh, a great way to get to know more people who are serving the Lord. Hey, let's get to know other people who are serving the Lord. Maggie and Grant, are you guys ready for rapid fire questions? Yes, I am. So rapid fire, like as quick as you can for these answers. All right. What would you say your superpower is? Um, freezing time. Grant, what do you remember most about church when you were a little kid? Um, communion. What's the last live performance you saw? Uh, what's a Red Wings game? The Red Wings, all right. What what scent, what smell calls back a memory for you? Um, mint. Mint. And last, if you could have 100 degrees and humid or 10 degrees below, which one would you have? 100 degrees. Right. Nice. And for you, Maggie, do you remember the first concert that you ever went to? Yes, it was the Beach Boys. Nice. And what is the most beautiful church you have ever visited? The Basilica in Washington, D.C. Nice. And what item of clothing would someone be surprised to find in your closet? I have a dress covered in sparkly fringe. Get it. <laughs> what class could you teach? I think I'd like to teach theology. Because I that. really Please. love learning about it. So. Yeah. Um, what are you praying for these days? Um, that my case of senioritis goes away. Hey. <laughs> all right. That's that. Good work, guys. It's That's awesome. Rapid fire questions. So, Maggie, I got to ask you about, like, the weather. Would you rather have it super hot and humid or 10 below? I'd rather have it 10 below because you yes. can always put on more clothes. You can't take off High more five clothes. for the right answer, Maggie. <laughs> yeah. How many of you would rather have it hot? No! How many of you would rather by, have by it... By sound, by sound. How many of you would rather have it hot? <laughs> and how many of you uh, give the right answer of 10 below? I like the summertime myself. But, um, and, and you said that you went to D.C. When was that? Was so, that recently? Well, the first time I went, I was in eighth grade, and that's when I was able to see the Basilica, and it was okay. a really moving experience to go see and see the different chapels, like the little, and especially the Marian chapels. I thought that was really beautiful. Did you have a favorite one? I can't really, like, I didn't have a favorite. They were all so beautiful that I couldn't really choose one. So there's one for, like, each country there, yeah. and one of them for the country of Slovenia has this bishop who came from Slovenia to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Bishop Baraga, and he's in, like, three stained glass windows there. So if you're there next time, check out the Slovenian chapel to see Bishop Baraga. A little bit right. of homeboys. Yeah, I like it. A little and bit of nerd factor there. I so. like it. Hey, why not? Um, and, and Grant, where did you go to church when you were a kid? Um, Our Lady Queen of Martyrs. Okay. 
So is that around here? Um, Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, that's right. The Michigan Beverly Hills, oh, not okay. the uh, not the California. So you're Beverly you're Hills. local, and right. and right now, what grade are you in? Tenth grade, and you, Maggie? I'm a senior. Oh, that's right, because you said you were working with senioritis. It'd be bad if you had senioritis as a junior, right? (laughs) Yeah. So your superpower would be to stop time, Grant. That's so that you could have more high school, more classes. Wow. Or no? More sleeping. More sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that that's awesome. And you you like the heat more than the uh, the cold? I do. I don't like coats that much. I, I, I don't like you. putting on extra layers. Yeah, rather than outside. But the humidity, man, when it's a hundred and humid, that's just like that's it's the only downside. <laughs> What's that? It's the only downside, but yeah. I'd rather have a hundred degrees and go swimming. And you went to a Red Wings game recently? I did. Not, did they win? Yes. They no? did win against the Bruins. They did win. Yes, wow. sho- I was shocked too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Good, good, good. Do you play sports? I do. What do you play? I play football and baseball. Nice. Do you play sports, Maggie? No, I'm a drama person. Hey, and you guys are doing a play right now. Yes, we are. Anything goes. Are you are you in the play? Yes, I am. Who else is in the play? Yes. Hey! That's fun. Father Steve was in a play once. I was many years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Let's give them a hand for yeah. a great job here. talk a little bit about um so we're going to talk a little bit about catholic schools and catholic schools week this is a catholic school right mm-hmm. yeah bishop foley catholic high school um and a question for you guys uh what what makes you proud to attend bishop foley well i have to say i'm proud that i'm able to express my faith and share it with everyone every day without having to worry about offending someone or becoming in trouble with administration. I just like the community that we can form and we can all share our different experiences and how God has worked in our lives. Yeah. What about you, Grant? Um, I, I really enjoy uh, learning in theology class about our faith and having something in common with everybody that we all have one belief in God. Yeah. Who's awesome. the best theology teacher? No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to ask you that, Grant. I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot with that, Grant. But one of the beautiful parts of a Catholic education is that God desires us as a whole person to grow, right? So you're growing and learning about all the wonderful things in math and in science and in history. You're learning about uh, how the atom is composed and and physics and um, who signed the Declaration of Independence. All of those great things that help you develop your mind. God wants you and all of us to be developed as a whole human person as well. So you also learn about the creator of the universe and the Lord and Savior of the universe, Jesus. And to know him does not make us any less rigorous or concerned about being excellent academically. In fact, it makes it more so, right? So the Catholic education helps you to know Jesus, but also to know that God has given you gifts and he wants you to use those gifts in a way that glorify him and to use them to the best of your ability. And also I was talking, well, we were both talking to students before this started and it's beautiful because we're, we're all important, right? So you're, God has called you to be a priest. God has called Amen. me not to be a priest, right? <laughs> um, and there are beautiful people who God is calling to majors like biology and journalism and physical therapy and all these other things and ways that they're going to touch the world as well. Do you guys have a favorite class or a favorite thing that you're learning about right now? You can go first, Grant. 
I, I enjoy chemistry. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Anyone else love chemistry here? Any, any chemistry? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we got the chemistry teacher to clap there. So. <laughs> Good work, chemistry teacher. And what about you, Maggie? What's your favorite class? Um, I'm actually enjoying my AP literature class right Ooh. now. So what are you guys reading? We're, now we're reading Hedda Gabler. So it's a play. And it's really interesting to see how authors are able to incorporate so many details into a work that seems like it'd be like it's incredibly short. And so you think there wouldn't be that many details and that much analysis. But it's incredibly deep. And there are so many different methods messages you can get from it. Yeah. I've not read that one. Have Me? you read it? No, I oh. haven't. So I'll have to now. I'll go H home and Head read and it. Head and Gabler. Yeah, Head of Gabler. Head of Gabler. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be that good in, uh, in chemistry anymore. I took chemistry in high school, and I liked it a lot. But as it got to the end of the year, I thought, this is really, really hard. I'm not sure I could do this. Do you want to work in science going forward, Grant? Um, possibly. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm good at chemistry either. I just enjoy the subject, though. Is anyone good at chemistry? Yeah! Miss Hughes! <laughs> uh, anyone in our audience want to be a scientist or work in medicine or anything like that going yeah. forward? Yeah! All right! Yeah. Medical field? That's so awesome. And anyone like literature here? Anyone's favorite subject, literature? Oh, I, I Reading. Like yeah. All right. Does anyone an author themselves? Have you guys written anything yourselves? No. Oh, has anyone tried poetry or plays? Anything like that? Give it time. You have so much time. You know, Danielle writes plays. So Danielle yeah. and some of her friends put on a play last year yeah. that I went to see, which oh, was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, a play in Advent about the story of all the people who led to Christ's birth, right? Yeah, and the part that I had written, it was a spoken word piece about the four women in the genealogy of Jesus um, who are really incredible women. And sometimes we think that it would be like just really clean and wholesome stories, but they're not, right? There's Tamar, there's Rahab, there's Bathsheba, and then there's um, Ruth as well. And um, many of them are not Israelites. And actually Rahab, like this is, this is biblical, so I can say this word, is a prostitute. And no one else wanted to be her of my friends, so that's who I was. But it was a, <laughs> it was a great spoken word piece. It was good to have you. What are you in the play, Maggie? Um, I play Mrs. Harcourt, so she's one of the principal lead's mothers. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. I love a good play. Now I have to come. When is it, when is it showing? Um, the first week in March. Oh, coming up. It's a lot of work to, to do that kind of thing. So a couple of the other questions we wanted yeah. to ask you about. What's the coolest field trip you've been on here at Bishop Foley? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I haven't been on a field trip here. Oh. No field trip. Okay. okay. Look at that. I, I have I to... The closest thing I've been on a field trip is I participated in our student-run production at okay. the end of the year, and we went to Guardian Angels It's for the grade school, and we performed a little play for the school children there. That's about the only time I've left the school. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's great, yeah. How did, how did, the, how did the kids like it? Um, they liked it a lot, actually. And what do you guys want to do next after you leave Bishop Foley? Well, you probably know. Grant, you're probably still thinking about that. Yeah, I'm still thinking. I, th I may want to pursue science. Yeah, like chemistry. Yes. Yeah, great. I love it. <laughs> I love that you love something. Uh huh. What about you? Um, I'm going to be pursuing a degree in theology. Oh, wow. I want to work in the church in the future, so. Oh, hey, wow. Maybe, like, have a podcast. I don't know church. about that. <laughs> Father so, Steve works with theology, too. I do, yeah. yeah. I get to work in our uh, evangelization and catechesis and uh, department for the worship office in the archdiocese. So I get to do a lot of theology stuff in addition to being a priest where I uh, get to offer mass and hear confessions and preach a lot. So 
theology is beautiful because you get to talk about the most important things, about what's going to last eternally, how God desires us to be in relationship with him, not just for the 70, 80, 90 years we have here on this earth, but that that relationship will last into eternity. Before you came on stage, we talked about uh, a friend each of you had in the audience and wanted to ask them a question. So we want to ask them what their favorite part of Bishop Foley, being here at Bishop Foley is. So Grant, who in the audience did you want to point out? My boy, Joe Harrell. Let's give Joe Harrell a hand. <laughs> so Joe, come on down here. And Maggie, who in the audience did you want to point out? Delaney Roos. So Delaney, come on down. So as they come down, we're going to ask uh, Joe and Delaney what they love most about Bishop Foley Catholic High School, because we have, you know, a few hundred students here, and so we want to get a couple of more uh, perspectives about what is awesome about Bishop Foley High School. So Delaney, what grade are you in? I'm a senior. Delaney, you're a senior, and what is your favorite subject here? I think right now it's advanced anatomy. Advanced anatomy? Yeah. We get some science lovers here at Bishop Foley. And tell me what you love most about Bishop Foley High School. I think it's a great community just being here with all my friends, and just it's a great place to come every day. That's great, including your friend Maggie, who pulled yeah. you up on stage here, right? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to tell us about uh, Bishop Foley or about your Catholic school here, uh, your Catholic education, Delaney? Um, I came from a grade school that was Catholic as well, so it's just kind of a continuation uh, of that and the faith, and it's nice to be here. So. And do you know what you want to do after high school? I want to pursue nursing. Nursing degree. Yep. All right. That's awesome. Let, let's give Delaney a hand for coming down here. Thanks. <laughs> And uh, Grant's boy, Joe Harrell. <laughs> Joe, what grade are you in? Come on uh, closer to the mic. I'm in 10th. 10th grade, yeah. all right. Uh, what's your favorite subject here? Uh, I like a theology class. You do like yeah. theology, all right. Yeah. And what, uh, Joe, what do, you, what do you love about Bishop Foley? Tell me something great about your school here. Uh, you know, I think the community at Bishop Foley is good, so, you know. Good community, yeah. good family. Yes. Yeah, all right. When, uh, when we were getting started, someone uh, in the audience said uh, what they love most about the school are the Bishop Foley cookies. Is that, uh, is that an accurate description of how good the cookies are here? And the cookies, are, yeah, they're good. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, Joe, well, thanks for coming down. Let's give Joe a hand. talk a little bit more maybe about our faith and um, our Catholic faith and and that as well. Um, maybe a good question to start us out with are our favorite saints. Do you guys have a favorite saint? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Maggie, what's, who's yours? Um, so my favorite saint is St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, wow. Um, I love his writings, and my favorite thing is his quote um, as to why he didn't finish his last work of his Summa Catholic Theology, because he said that all of the writings he has done are just straw in comparison to what has been revealed to him. And I just think that that's an incredible faith to have he's such a genius and to have so many great things attributed to you and yet still be in awe of the glory of God and what he can reveal to humanity. 
Oh, yeah. That's great. His feast day falls during Catholic Schools Week as well. So he's a great person for us in our Catholic schools to ask his intercession for. Thomas Aquinas, a brilliant, uh, often called the angelic doctor of the church. And what about you, Grant? Um, I'd say St. Nicholas. Oh, yeah. What's your, Nick. what's your favorite St. Nicholas fact? Well, I mean, the, the stocking story. Oh, okay. But I like yeah. the, the, the lessons he taught about like giving is better than getting. Is, yeah. Uh, Tell us about the stocking story. I think a lot of us know, like, people put stockings, of course, at their chimney around Christmas, but St. Nicholas is the origin of that, right? That he would go down and help people. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little rusty, but um, <laughs> they were like... I'm, the, the beauty of uh, recording it live, yeah. right? <laughs> so uh, there were, like, three uh, girls, and mm -hmm. um, they were about to get married, but their father couldn't afford uh, to pay their weddings, so they'd mm -hmm. like to have to become prostitutes or something. Mm -hmm. So um, St. Nicholas would have to... Uh, so St. Nicholas came with money and their, uh, bags of, like, gold or silver and uh, dropped it down a chimney, and coincidentally it landed in, like, the socks that were hanging by the fireplace. Yeah. You're uh, not rusty at all. That's... That's that the was? story. Yeah, great work. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Do you... yeah I'll give my hand. Yeah, great job. Yeah, do you, do you have a favorite saint? Do I have a favorite saint? My favorite saint is Maximilian Kolbe. Anyone heard of St. Maximilian Kolbe here? St. Yeah. Max. Yeah. He took his faith to the max. Oh, there huh? is a... Oh, you like all right. And there I, is I a young man good. named Max here, too. Right? Max is right there. Named all right. Saint Maximilian Kolbe. Max. Yeah. <laughs> So St. Maximilian Kolbe was a uh, Polish friar who lived uh, in Poland in the 1920s and 30s. And when the Nazis came to power in the 30s, he spoke out vehemently against them. He used the latest technology at his time to share the Catholic faith. And so he started a group of uh, friars, uh, like a monastery in Japan. He started this worldwide newsletter uh, to share the beauty of how Mary is a powerful intercessor for us to know Jesus' love for the world. And uh, when the Nazis came to power, he spoke out against them. He was arrested, sent to Auschwitz, uh, the most uh, depressing and saddest place in the world you can imagine, where people were treated um, just unspeakably horribly. Someone escaped from his bunkhouse, and as retri retribution... They took 10, uh, 10 men, and the Nazi commandant said, these 10 people will be starved to death in a bunker underground as punishment for one person escaping. The last man chosen broke down and cried and begged to be reprieved. He said, I have a wife and a family. And Maximilian Kolbe stepped forward, out of line, which no one did in these Nazi prison camps, and said, take me instead. I am a Catholic priest. I want to give my life for this man. So when Jesus says no one has greater love than to lay down his life for his friend, mm -hmm. Maximilian Kolbe took that to heart, went in that underground you know, bunker where he and the other nine would die, led them in singing songs to praise God. And the, just one more, one part of this I think about is he had no idea anyone in the world would know about this. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it for fame or to be a kind of a witness for other people. He did it because he loved God, and his love for God went out into loving his brothers and his sisters. And so St. Maximilian Kolbe is my favorite saint because he was a generous man who gave everything he had in service of God, and he laid down his life for his, uh, for his brothers in the worst place you can imagine on earth. And it's a sign to me, I feel like I've slipped into homily mode here, sorry guys, 
It's a reminder to me that there is no place in the world where God's love cannot conquer whatever hatred or sadness or pain we're in, that God's love is unconquerable. So St. Maximilian Kolbe's my favorite saint. Who's your favorite saint, Danielle? Man, it's always, it's always tricky because you're like, it's like picking your favorite friend, right? Um, but one that I really love is St. Josephine Bakita. Are you guys familiar with her? Maybe you've heard of her. Has anyone heard of St. Josephine Bakita? I've heard Bikita? of her. Yeah, so super interesting woman. She was born in Sudan, like a child, and she grew up in Africa, right? Um, and when she was about five years old, she was captured by slave traders and taken away. And it was obviously a traumatic experience, and she forgot what her, her given name was, and she could never remember it. So her slave captors gave her the name of Bakita, which meant lucky, but it's, it was like... It was like a rude, it's a very cruel thing because it's not lucky to be a slave. She was um, abused her, her whole life. Actually, when she was your age, when she was 14, um, one of her, about 14, one of her captors covered her in flour and, and, and drew designs in the flour and cut the designs out with a knife and filled them with salt. So her body was um, forcibly scarred or tattooed. And so she, um, and then when she got older, she was like sold a few times. One of her captors was going on a trip and he took her, uh, his slave and, and his daughters to a convent of religious sisters. And he was like, hey, please watch these women while I'm gone. And then when he came back, he was like, I'm here for these women. And they were like, we'll give you your daughters back, but we're not giving you this slave back. In fact, we're going to sue for her freedom. And this was in Italy. Um, this was not that long ago. There are pictures of her. You can see pictures of Josephine Bakita. And um, they sued for her freedom and won. And she became, uh, she actually decided to join that order. She discerned a call with the order. She joined them. And um, I think one of the most impressive things for me about her is she had this quote. And she said, if I could meet my captors, I would say, right? And just think about what would you say to your captors? She said, I would kiss their hands and say thank you. Because if I never was captured, I would have never met Jesus. That is some profound forgiveness, right? And, and I think that um, with, with, a, with a caveat of God doesn't want anyone to be enslaved, right? So God, God worked through a bad situation, but that always really inspires me. Like, I, I wish that I was as incredibly strong and brave as she was. Yeah, I mean, that story, and I actually have a niece named Josephine, oh. my brother, Mr. Polis, who teaches here, and I have a niece named Josephine, and my brother, John, had uh, heard her story, loved it. He and his wife yeah. decided to name their first daughter Josephine because they love that story so much. Uh, it's just a reminder that God doesn't protect us from every bad thing that happens yeah. in the world, but God can work his grace through it. And so as we look at the lives of the saints, we're, we're reminded that God doesn't you know, protect us from every bad thing, but he allows us, if we turn to him, to turn what is bad, what is objectively bad in our life, into his grace, that nothing can conquer his grace. Right. Amen. Um, and, and, and the saints are, of course, kind of, I, I always think of it as like members of our family, right? So it's kind of tied into that. The saints are in heaven, but there are also people who are not in heaven, right? The faithful with us who inspire us and encourage us in our faith. And especially you guys uh, going to school in this Catholic community, do you feel like there are people that you know who um, inspire and encourage your faith? 
Do you have people like that? Yeah, who helps you become a joyful missionary disciple to follow Jesus more? Um, my, I would say my parents, oh, okay. for one. That's great. That's the primary role of parents is to help their, their, uh, their children to know Jesus and to grow into mature manhood or mature womanhood. Yeah, I have to say as well, my parents, but I've also been blessed to have this wonderful teachers here at Foley who have taught me how to express my faith in ways that I've never even thought of before in different forms of prayer. And I've just, I've been very blessed to have a community of people around me who have inspired me to grow closer to God and to share my faith with others. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Before we, uh, before we wrap up, uh, on Open Door Policy, Danielle and I always give our guests a chance to say one final thing. If they have uh, a shout out they want to give or a, uh, a kind of uh, reminder to someone or a, a prayer, their favorite prayer, something like that. Um, do you guys have anything and, and you want to say? And this is bigger than just the school, right? Because yeah. this will be this will be broadcast to people, uh, young people and older people. So, what what would you like to say or pray for them as they're going into their day, maybe facing hard things? Uh, to keep going and uh, <laughs> never give up. Yeah. Great. Let's say to remember there's always someone looking out for you and always someone praying for you. Even if you don't know it at that point, there's always someone who is thinking about you, who's praying for you. Awesome. Amen. Hey, let's give them another round of applause here on Open Door Policy. Yeah. Well, thank you to uh, Grant and to Maggie, and thank you to Bishop Foley Catholic High School for letting us do this special Catholic Schools Week edition of Open Door Policy. You can hear all of the episodes of Open Door, Open Door Policy on iTunes and all the places where you get your uh, podcast to listen to, and you can hear the great work that God is doing to unleash the gospel to unleash our Catholic schools, and to build up joyful missionary disciples here in the Archdiocese of Detroit. Thank you, Bishop Foley, for letting us be here. Before we say goodbye, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, your Trader Joe cashier. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Open Door Detroit. Help us unleash the gospel. Open Door Policy was produced by Ron Pangborn and the creative team of the Archdiocese of Detroit. I'm Father Steve Polis with Danielle Center. And this has been another episode of Open Door Policy.